On this episode of Reaper Rambo's Crazy Thoughts, me and Smash break it down. We dive back into my top 100 list, giving you 75 to number 51, and we literally talk about so many things in between. We talk about Sons of Anarchy, uh, Mayans MC, we talk about video games, we talk about music, obviously, we talk about crazy funny shit. This episode kind of has it all. Enjoy. Sponsorship brought to you by Weldon Auto Detail for auto detailing. Well done. Man, I'll tell you what, these guys couldn't do a better job on your car if you wanted them to. I really can't be happier with how well they get into all those fine crevices, cracks, and everything else. Brings the interior back to life, the exterior back to life. I mean, who could say more? And for the price points, it's very reasonable to know that somebody could spend a whole day, a whole day, making your baby shine and shimmer like it did the day it was new, or at least as close to new as you can get it. And how some of their fans even say it's as close to showroom quality as you could expect. Weldon Auto Detail can be found on Google and also on Facebook at Weldon Auto Detail. Check them out. Show your support. And if you can, drop by and let them clean up your ride. It's about time for an intro. Reaper Rambo's crazy thoughts. What is going on, everybody? It is Reaper Rambo with a new episode of Reaper Rambo's Crazy Thoughts with my little bro Smash. Smash! <laughs> From, wait, what is it? Smashing Moments. That's right. That's right. I was going to fuck that up. I knew I was going to eventually. <laughs> Ironically, though, I get to have you in studio before you get to have me in studio. So, muha, muha, muha. Actually, I had you the first time when we did the Omega Project's first episode. So, technically... Well, actually, that was a mutual effort, so I think we're kind of tied on that. Okay, yeah, that's probably true. But so, on the mini series, <laughs> you win. Okay, okay, yes. I'm also I got got some cool news today, man. I'm five episodes in, and I have now hit. I have now hit fifty listens. Fifty listens. It's actually over that now. Five episodes, and I'm averaging ten point two listens per episode. I was not expecting that kind of return yet. I mean, starting off, that's very impressive. I mean, honestly, with mine, too, I just now hit that point as well. I think I have five episodes out also. But see, your episodes that you've had have been more involved. Like, my first episode was, you know, like a test and, like, explanation. It was like a 15-minute long thing. But it's got my most views, so I guess I did something right. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I started... A I've started a series that I'm doing now. Like I listened to your last one or your second to last one that you did when you're going through your top tracks in music that you appreciate and the details behind them. Well, I'm kind of doing something similar, except I'm going through gaming life. Like when I, you know, I was born in the nineties. So starting off with me, 
my first gaming console was a Super Nintendo. And that's from there on, like, the top games for that console going through to now. So, I mean, I, my first segment just covered PC games, handheld games, and Super Nintendo right now. Word, word. That, that was, see, the idea behind the first tops list, because I had music on the mind, but I was going to do, like, music, then get into maybe comics, then get into movies, TV shows, things like like. By the end of it, though, I don't think I was going to have a hundred of everything. Like, mm-hmm. maybe a top 20, top 25, top 10. Yeah. Not to be lame, but it's it's always it's always nice to have a, a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to have, you know... There's there's not much left that we can talk about safely, it seems. <laughs> we don't get into fucking politics, and we don't get into religion, because, uh, yeah, that's a trap. Yeah, no doubt. But I was actually going to get back into my uh, top 100 and get through 75 to 51 while you were here. I was going to bounce some of these songs off of you and see where they resonated in your head. (laughs) By all means, we can definitely do that. Well, we'll definitely hop on that in a minute. So back to... So your podcast so far, I've seen... um, I've listened to... I know I've listened to the... the, Not the last episode, but the episode before that. I haven't had a chance to listen to the last episode yet. The one Mm -hmm. where you're... uh, talking about 90s gaming but uh i did listen to you and ask tat <laughs> and y'all were talking about uh tattoos and stuff and that's when i called you and said i had a, had a good idea for your tattoo yeah that was really cool i mean the fact is like i'm a big dragon ball z fan uh saying wise vegeta's my favorite of course next in line like i said in my podcast i love piccolo just because of the figure he resembles but as vegeta you know He's just that sarcastic, I'm better than everybody else, screw you, I'm going to do what I want when I want, and I just I just find him hilarious. The only, look, I hate Dragon Ball Z, I'll be honest with you. I, I know that y'all's generation loves that shit, but it, it broke me down, man. I'm like, we're on like five episodes in a row, and it's the same damn fight for five episodes. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to watching like, X-Men fights or freaking like WWE shit. Like that shit's over by end of program, sir. End <laughs> of program. That that fight's been had, resolved every once in a blue moon. You'd get a to be continued and then it'd be some, some dark deep shit they just couldn't make fit into that. You know, they always say 30 minute episode, but we all know that shit's like 17.3 minutes. <laughs> Most of that shit's commercials. Yeah, hey, no Mr. Doubt. Clean or some guy. Ugh, God fucking hate commercials. What was the uh, towel guy? What was that guy's name? Uh, Bounty, the lumberjack guy. Is that what you're talking about? No, the one that had the earpiece and all the commercials that was so hyperactive. You talking about the ShamWow guy? Yes, that guy. <laughs> that guy. That guy can go eat a bag of dicks. Oh, uh, but uh, on Dragon Ball Z, this I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told Aztec. I want you to sit down and watch episode one of season one of Dragon Ball Z. And, and it's going to take maybe an hour out of your day to do that with what I'm going to ask you to do next. Go to YouTube. And then you watch the unabridged. Watch Dragon Ball Z abridged season one episode one. And th- honestly, I've watched more of abridged than I have of the actual series. The only thing I will give you credit for was funny as shit. And I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> but there was, I'm guessing Vegeta. Yeah. And uh, some other guy, 
and they he wanted to kill a planet, but it was like the it was the Napa. Song. <laughs> yeah, him and uh, Vegeta and Napa were. He, Napa was the main singer of it, <laughs> doing "Do You Want to Kill a Planet?" like a parody of. Do Frozen, you want to kill a planet? planet. <laughs> Come on, let's go today. <laughs> But they, but it's funny because see, Goku is supposed to be the almighty savior, you know, in the actual series, and he is. But in abridged, he's a fucking idiot. It's like in the in abridged uh, season one, episode one, he's he comes up like, hey, I want y'all to meet my son. It's like, what? Goku has a kid, so that means that you, you know, what? You know, bow chicka wow wow. Why are you saying those funny noises? <laughs> So I mean, it's just random, stupid. He make they make him look like an idiot, but it's hilarious. And then that reminds me, like you're talking about that comic shit. That reminds me, and I don't know who did this, and whoever it was, I give you mad props for controlling. I would say at least one hour of my entire life spent rewatching and laughing my ass off. But somebody took an X Men um, cartoon comic, but they dubbed over it, and they uh, <laughs> they did all the voices different. And it was the episode with the Juggernaut in it. <laughs> And the guy kept going, I'm the juggernaut, bitch! Don't yeah. you know the fuck I am? <laughs> that I was, was, I was laughing so damn hard. It sounded like the dudes from like Afro Man. I don't know if that's who it was, but goddamn, that shit was funny. I laughed so fucking hard. I'm the juggernaut, bitch! I'm the juggernaut, bitch! <laughs> I, I don't own that material, by the way. I'm no, that's copyrighted. I'm uh, <laughs> I just appreciate it on a fan level. Just so happy to be talking about it because he was the he was the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> well, see, honestly, like I spend more of my time looking at YouTube shit like that and find it more entertaining than what we're seeing now in today's society. Like seeing, listen, like I every night, me and my wife, we'd go to bed, and for a while, we would literally watch Dragon Ball Z as many as we could till we fall asleep. Now we're stuck on whose line is it anyway? That's so bad. <laughs> I feel terrible for you. I mean, good for you for finding funny shit to watch, but dude, there is much better TV out there. Are you? What are you? What are you saying? I'm saying. You know what, Drew Carey? You know he may be fat, but he's got some skills. He lost some weight. Give no, him a break. No, look, it's it's <laughs> it's not. I get to a place with certain shows of comedic value once that once I know that they have topped themselves and there's no topping that. It's like I've seen that, so nothing else will ever be as funny as that. And, and the that that I'm speaking about, please, God, if you are listening to this podcast, fucking look this up. Richard Simmons, the 80s and oh, 90s uh, fitness guru... Happened to be a guest on Who's Line yeah. Is It Anyway? And that is the funniest fucking episode there will ever oh be. My and now I can't watch it anymore because you can't top that episode. It's not well, possible. It was funny as hell because I remember that episode and Colin Mockery sitting there is like, oh, I've got to get home to my wife. <laughs> when, when Richard Simmons was the Sea-Doo part, dude, oh, no, uh-uh, I'm all done. Yeah, we can just leave that conversation closed. That that's like that movie you love. So no, much. no, we're not, not talking about that movie. movie. We're not talking. That never happened. That movie is hilarious. You just couldn't handle it. It was too much gay well, for my my little bro. Well, you gotta understand, like what we've always said. I came from a time frame to where I was very sheltered. Like I'm one of the most sheltered individuals you've probably met, and you got me out of my little box that i was in and now i'm just like <laughs> i see the world in a completely different well way. okay so you were born in 90 
Yes. And I was born in 82. Yes. So by the time I was an adult, so you would have been 10 years old. <laughs> so and basically you were 10 and I was in the army. <laughs> and, and so uh, more years later, you're graduating high school and I've already been through a divorce. I've already been through custody battles. I've met my, at, not at the time, I don't think we were married yet or we might have just gotten married. Wait, was Asher here when we started hanging? Um, I know that you used to come over to my house with Christine. I Y'all didn't bring Asher, so I want to say that he was here, but he was just asleep. A baby. Yes, baby. Okay, so, so I had already been through a lot of life. And you were just like this budding little flower of like curiosity and naivete. Like, hmm, look at this world. Full of possibilities and terrifying terrorists. I mean, okay. So you got to have Big Brother here to straighten some shit out for you. And uh, I had to talk you off a couple cliffs, if I, I know. I know in the beginning a couple times you pissed me off so bad because you were pushing my limits. Just talking random shit. Just... Being funny and joking on my ass, and I was like, man, I ain't dealing with this motherfucker right now. But then I was just like... You were like, I want to hang out with him so yeah, bad. Like, I was like, man, fuck, fuck him. I'm sick of it. He hasn't called me back yet. I thought we were hanging out tonight. <laughs> yeah, what was that song, uh, uh, Bad Bromance? Isn't that the Lady Gaga song? <laughs> <laughs> guy, guy, ooh la hi. Anyway... That's terrible. I, I can't sing Lady hey, Gaga songs. speaking of songs, do you remember that one song that we listened to from Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, I'm a gangster, 1934. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see, who's that? Dropkick Murphys? Is that Dropkick? No, no, it's uh, Social Distortion. That's it, that's it. Sorry, man. Machine Gun Blues, that's what it was called. And we'd sit there and we'd be in the same vehicle and we'd act like we're riding motorcycles and we all of a sudden <laughs> took, took a sudden turn. While, while in a sedan. <laughs> a four-door sedan <laughs> it's like hey we're going all soccer mom let me pretend i'm riding my motorcycle and take that sharp turn real quick <laughs> that show ate up some time man i don't know that there will ever be a crime drama or really any other show that i can fathom beating sons of anarchy as best crime drama slash tv show ever I, I honestly, I agree with you. I mean, that's one thing that me and you, like, bonded and grew closer to over. Because, I mean, you got me into the show. We literally, on <laughs> Tuesday nights, like, hey, you off work yet? Yeah. You on the way? Dude, I'm already at your front door. I mean, <laughs> open up. I mean, I got some good have DVR go. pause until everybody <laughs> got situated. And oh. then, like, uh, I know after that... Kurt Sutter came out with the Bastard Executioner, and that one really didn't get a lot of reviews. Now, I'll honestly say I watched the whole se season of that. I loved it. I thought it was a, it was a completely different outlook. But at the time, everybody was expecting something more of Sons, which right. is something we're going to be doing in September when Mayans MC premieres. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Oh, dude, I I really. The rumor mill on the whole Sons of Anarchy thing got out of hand, and I, I couldn't tell what to believe or not believe, because I remember hearing they were going to do a five-part miniseries or a six-part miniseries or even a possible ten-part miniseries on this show that was supposed to predicate Sons. It was supposed to be before, like the original MC, like the, the was it, the Founding Nine or... 
what was the original? The, the first nine? First nine. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, so they were, they were supposed to have, or this was rumored, that they were going to have a miniseries that was kind of like a, a long movie. Yeah. That was going to be the backstory. Didn't they say something about, like, they? there was a rumor that Brad Pitt was going to star in it and yeah. play as Jax's father? Yeah, there was that rumor. I remember that. I remember also hearing that this by the way um if you haven't finished sons of anarchy first of all damn it and second of all um i'm sorry that we are having this conversation for the five people that haven't seen the show actually can we honestly apologize to somebody for listening to this and us talk about sons who have not watched it because it's been out long enough to either you care or you don't care if you care then you've already listened to it and if i'm the one and we're the ones (laughs) telling you to watch it nobody else got to you you need better friends in your life (laughs) yeah no doubt but uh no so you know there was there was a a very pivotal scene at the very end of Sons of Anarchy where mm. Gemma hands, um, not Thomas, was it Thomas? Abel. Hands Abel the Sons rings. Or or a Sons of Anarchy ring. It was something. It was, a, I, God, it's, it's been a minute it's since been, I've done it. It's hard to rewatch because I know the bad shit's coming and I'm already like, I don't want Opie to die. Like maybe he'll win this time. It's still too soon. It's still too soon. I know when that scene hit, we literally had to take 30 minutes. We probably smoked like five to ten cigarettes each. And we sat outside in the we, dead, we cried. We, in dead we did. silence. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm a, we are big dudes. Like We're not small people. And we look like some little children that got left out of the soccer game just bawling our <laughs> eyes out. It felt like you're losing a part of your real family. Like I'm, It takes a bad motherfucker and some awesome actors to pull that shit off. Where you start to just connect on these different levels. Like, you're well, rooting you for relate. the bad guys, actually. I mean, it's such an anti-hero kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And this whole time, you're you're rooting for Jax at every corner. And when he does start to seem to go off the rails, you don't know if it's his badassery of planitude. <laughs> yeah. I know there was one point in time to where I was just like... Jax is pissing me off so damn bad. What the fuck is he doing? But then, the, but it was all in his master plan. It worked out, and it's just like I don't even know why the fuck I doubted the guy. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so, to segue this, it's quite funny that this happens to be the subject matter because number seventy-five on the list uh, is House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. Oh man! Which, if you recall, gets remade by the White Buffalo. And they change a few words. Yeah. I mean, there is a house in Charming Town. Yep. But uh, I thought it was fitting that we, we discussed that and I got to bring up the list. <laughs> yeah. These songs have made the list. <laughs> I can't wait for you to put your playlist together. I'm really excited well, about that. Well, this list is going to rack your brain a little bit because, you know, I will say when I looked back over this list after I had finished it, because I went ahead and I was like, you know, you got to finish this list before you could talk about this list, because I'm not going to lie, guys, I winged number 100 to 76. I was literally writing that shit down as it came to me. Mm-hmm. But then I had to continue. I couldn't talk about it anymore that day because I was like, oh, I really got to get shit done, you know, the adult yeah. There's a lot of the adult variety things that go on at this house. I mean, I will say this. We have a really, really cool way of doing things. My wife and I, we, we take our time during the week to kind of knock shit out around the house, so come weekends we have that extra time for family time or to just go drive and get away for a little bit or whatever it is we choose to do here lately i've seen some movies which i am going to talk about 
very soon. Um, <laughs> and, you know, also a couple of movies that are coming out that I'm excited about for a change. Like, I don't get excited very often anymore when I'm like, oh, movies. Yay. Yay, because it's about... So far, it's averaged about maybe three times a year that there's something that's actually worth paying whatever amount of money that I'm going to have to spend to go get some popcorn and some overpriced drinks. Am I the only one that goes to the movie theater, gets conned into buying the season year bucket? I got it on top of my fridge. And then I never go again the rest of that year? I can't say that. I finally did this year. Me and Asher, uh, we went... It was last weekend. We went and saw The Incredibles 2. Just Mm -hmm. me and him. yeah, Yeah. Wasn't this, well, not technically last weekend, because last weekend would have technically been yesterday and the day before. The weekend prior to that, (laughs) for continuity purposes, would be... technical. Yeah, pre-4th of July action is what I'm talking about. Like, actually, it was the 1st of July, so it would have been Sunday. We went and saw The Incredibles 2, and I gotta be honest, uh, I'm not the spry young man I once was, and earlier in that weekend, I... I was up way late on Friday, so by Sunday I was dragging ass. And I kind of fell asleep during it a little bit. I, so there's a section <laughs> of the movie I've sort of just pieced together in my head because I'm not quite sure exactly how long I was out. But from what was going on prior to me losing that amount of time and coming to, I pieced together that they were duped. They were, oh, they got Rochambeau on that motherfucker. And then, you know, they had to, yeah. A little dupage, little dupage going on a there. Bit. There could be a plot twist, but honestly, I would say if you don't see this plot twist coming, you need to widen your ass. You need to widen some movies. You just need to birth it on out there a little bit and just get your movie collection up because uh, this one kind of had uh, duh written all over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but it was good. I mean, good flick. I wasn't disappointed. And that, so I'm not saying I'm I'm saying zero pee pee breaks. But well, I mean, technically, if you got up, that means you would have to take Asher with you, and but you know, you yeah. want to take him away from yeah, nah. Yeah, so zero PP breaks. However, if you don't want to do what I did, get your nap prior to the movie, not during. Because <laughs> there's a section of the movie I'm pretty sure I know what happens, but I don't really know that I know what happens. And uh, you're yeah. not motivated enough to look online and well, actually confirm. It's no, like, honestly, you know I used to have no problem streaming shit offline. Um, questionably legally, I'm not sure what the laws are really anymore. So, to be safe, I just stopped doing it altogether. Like, cause I, I just I don't want to be wrong in a situation like that. Not to mention, the more and more I listen to artists talk, like these podcast things have started to become a part of my life, and to really have people start to open up about the realities of the way people just use the internet almost illegally all, a lot without mm-hmm. even knowing it and or caring for that matter like that that culture and I've been a part of it because I didn't you know when you're told by people that you think are reliable it's only illegal if you do this or it's only but you know everything starts asking for VPN subscriptions and I'm like if I've got to mask my IP address to be able to do something online more than likely. I probably shouldn't be doing it online. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm not banking in the Cayman Islands or doing anything off the coast of America that I can think of. So, I don't really think I need an IP address in, I don't know, Russia or Kandahar or the Czechoslovakia, whatever, whatever. You know, <laughs> or Slovakia, the Czech Republic. I probably fucked that up, too. 
I haven't been in school in a while, people. Don't bust my balls too much. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it just, there's this weird moral thing because I've been on the artist side of things where you only make money if you're selling your product. You're only making money. Like, if I sell that $10 CD, the band only technically gets like five bucks unless you're willing to be the one that buys the printer ink, makes the CD booklets, prints the CDs, puts the little sticker puts on all the, the effort. So it's it a going. lot of effort. You know, you, you want to put out a hundred CDs and shrink wrap them. So they look a little more professional. You're going to spend several hours doing all that, mm-hmm. you know, to save a few dollars. So, and then you've got to buy all the products. So are you saving it or not? And are yeah. you paying yourself for the labor? So, I mean, there's a lot of, I've seen the side of it where when, when people can get a hold of your your thing and they can just mass produce it and hand it about, like that's where the fuzzy area gets for me because it's like when I was a kid, if I had a CD and you had a CD and neither of us had the same CD and we wanted to trade, that was perfectly legal. Mm-hmm. Or... If there's a song playing on the radio and my radio just so happens to have a tape player that also records whatever's being played through said radio, how is it wrong for... I mean, why would you even make it possible to record and the only other function is the fucking radio yeah. if you weren't recording the radio? Like, you remember that was how, hard, design. how much there was of a struggle back in the day when we'd have to sit there and listen to the radio just Wait to for your song. on a cassette tape? <laughs> And you miss the first, like, five seconds of it because you realize that you accidentally possibly recorded over something else. Or that was you've been waiting and waiting and waiting and you got a piece, so you go pee. You come back and it's already, and it's already playing. In. And, yeah, you're, like, writing the second chorus and you're like, ah, because I took a long pee, I guess. Um, so, yeah. So, so then it got to where we could burn our music, put it onto, a, you know, a hard drive, of some sort, mm-hmm. and then we can make our own CDs. Well, then, now you've got people like me that would get creative and take the best songs off of their favorite CDs, make one CD, so I'm, I'm not switching out this so much. Yes. But inevitably, one of my friends would like the jam, want it. I've already got it saved as a playlist on my computer, so I just throw another disc in, re-record it, same disc, and, and now they've got one, too. What I looked at then as, I'm... Helping people build their music collection in the same way that they're helping me build mine. So it was a trade-off. The problem was, is now we both have copies of these musics, but only one of us has paid for it. Yeah. So in essence, if we were the only two customers ever, each band just lost half of their profits. And that's one thing I guess I like now about the the streaming music, because honestly... We've come so far. Like, I'm looking at bands now, and how much longer are they really going to be selling CDs at concerts? I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, to say you have it as a collection, sign the CD, you know, like that kind of deal. But how long, I mean, what are they going to do next? Like, hey, buy this card. We're going to sign it. You hook it up into your computer. The next thing you know, bam, you have our album. Actually, I can't answer that recently hearing it talked about. But it, um,. The streaming service that are pay to use, um, this is I know more about this than I do about the free ones. Okay, mm-hmm. so and and that I'm gonna have to speculate on, but um, the way it was explained to me, and if I get this wrong, I'm just going off of what I've been told, 
And it came from a legit person, so I have to assume there's some validity to it. If there isn't, hey, it's just what I've, I've heard, so <laughs> fucking don't judge me. I don't care. So, it would be like each band that's on the streaming service, from a Backstreet Boy to a Metallica member to Pink Floyd's remaining members or their estate or whatever, you've got the subscription service gives like like a fraction like a fraction of a cent for each time your music is downloaded. But the genres that are heavily played, it's like the more your song plays, the better it does, the more its net value is kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But what we pay for, because there's so many people, is that like, it's just little fractions, okay? So the bands only really make money if the subscriber base is big enough. So it encourages more bands to join the pot because the more bands you get in the pot, the more listeners come to the pot because usually people chase favorite artists. Mm-hmm. So if your favorite artist is, say, Tool, Which well, is, they uh, don't uh, have they don't have a digital library on Google Play because... Nope. For whatever reason, and I think it has something to do with the record label, I'm not sure. But they haven't given permission to Google Play for their music. However, A Perfect Circle and Pussifer has their entire catalog. I know, I saw that too. So, so it's like... What do you know? I, yeah, really, I love that <laughs> shit. Um, I don't know for sure if that has anything to do with Maynard, the record label, or what. But for whatever reason, Tool's not an available option. So mm-hmm. Tool makes no money. But say there were 500,000 Tool fans that are just waiting on one service other than Pandora, because Pandora only plays what's available in the radio realm, if you've yep. ever noticed. Yeah, and then, of course, you got all the advertisement unless you pay the uh, subscription amount, which which is why I love Google Play so much is because of the fact that if I want us to a certain song, I don't have to... I can start a radio and get songs similar as well as that song because it'll be the first song that plays. Or I can actually say, hey, I want to listen to this song on repeat without interruption. Bam, here we go. Like Google Play's boss. Word. But, you know, so where iTunes' original model was you had to buy every single fucking song, which I didn't hate for the artist because you think about it. That's so much of a better payday when if you're the artist, you're selling, even if it's 75 cents a track, and say that's the only track anybody likes, at least you're making some money off of that song. Yeah. So from like listening to like Steven Tyler and David Lee Roth and people like that, how they talk about things, James Hetfield from Metallica, um, where the money still is, is in performance and merchandise. Mm-hmm. So the music is to draw people back to the stage, which I don't hate that idea because, you know, there was, there's huge chunks of my life that are so integrated in, in concerts, just going and seeing band after band after band after band. Like had, had I not had the specific set of circumstances that I did at those moments in my life, I would have missed out on killer shows and people that have not seen bands live. I don't know why you wouldn't. I really don't. I mean, it's even if it's a shitty band that you're just not sure about and you want to save a few dollars, 
at least go have an experience. Even if it's a bad one, it's a story. I can't think of many concerts that didn't have some wild shit happen at, at one point in the night. Like, and not just that, but one thing I can honestly say, I've been to Iron City several times to listen like big artists. Like, I took my sister for her birthday to go see In This Moment. Um, at the same time there, we wa- we listened to Hell Yeah, um, Sunflower Dead, and I don't remember the other one that played, but then like... The one that was my favorite, I went mainly to go see Trivium, but Se- Seven Dust played with Trivium. There was oh, Seven Dust, yeah, they're great in concert. And then, but there was another band I found out about, and it was Westfield Massacre. And funny story on that is the lead. I got to shake hands with the lead singer. He got off the stage, came into the crowd. He came up to me. We, you know, we did the whole we shook hands and everything i told him it was awesome i was like dude we appreciate you and he walked to where he was going you know to sign and everything like that didn't get a signature unfortunately but he actually he's in a band now called bad wolves where they did the cover of zombie which is a phenomenal track and when the lead singer of five finger death punch stepped down for a little bit during that time frame you can look it up on youtube he actually got on stage and was their lead singer during the time frame that he was gone, which was very cool. I mean, I got to say that I shook hands and met a singer that that was the that performed with Five Finger Death Punch. Like that's something cool. Like, and you find these small time guys <coughs> going to these type of deals. Like, if you just find a like a series of concerts and they have like five shows going on. And there's one band you want to see, and that's the one you want to go to. Go and watch all of them, and I bet you at least two or three of those other bands you're going to fall in love with. Because every time I've gone to a concert like that, I fell in love with every band I heard. That's kind of how I got to know Smile and Be Soul. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I was going to see Breaking Benjamin. See, They happened to be, I didn't even know who the opening bands were. We were just going, and they happened to be one. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, I think they only had uh, we do it for the drugs or do it for the drugs. Bottom of a bottle. Yeah, bottom of a bottle. There we go. Nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Dude. I've done a lot of drugs over the years, people. I'm not saying I do them anymore. I'm just saying my brain ain't what it used to be. Them skittles. <laughs> Here's a nice segue into number seventy-four. Lead singers I've wanted to meet: Corey Taylor. Oh, Corey Taylor. Wait, which one are you? Le- which which group are you leading into with this one? Slipknot. It's the it's my favorite song by them. Um, as far as will they show up on this list again? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. I like to lead suspense. Y'all are gonna be so disappointed when half of these don't turn out to have any more songs on them. I just <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm building suspense, so you'll tune in next week. <laughs> but uh, my it's weird because. Slipknot's introduction to me, um, there was a friend I had in high school that I met right around the time I started driving. And uh, it was just had a new kid in the neighborhood, and we were hanging out. And uh, he had entered, like, I really, I was kind of on this weird balance board trying to figure out, like, where to go next in music. Mm-hmm. Because my house at the time was kind of, I won't say, like, sheltered, because that's the wrong word for it, but... There, there was some religious influence going on at that point, right then. Like, it was kind of starting to, to wane out, you know, wane off by this point. So, mm-hmm. my, my braveness in, in taking a bigger role in my own musical selections, I was driving now, I had my own money, so nobody could really stop me from buying CDs anymore. 
So it was kind of a little bit of freedom. And um, so while the particular song on this list has nothing to do with this story other than it shares the same band, um, it was, I got introduced to Slipknot. And mm-hmm. Slipknot was... I didn't know to love them or hate them, honestly, because I'd never heard anything like it. I just a few times before that, I'd heard like there was a kind of odd guy that would ride past the neighborhood from time to time that listened to what I had to assume was some kind of like chaotic, like Switzerland or you know weird goth Finnish Denmark some shit crazy <laughs> black. I makeup wearing like like fucking sacrificing small animals rage death black something metal with not English speaking people I mean it could have been Rammstein for all the fuck I know I don't know what it was but I know that when I heard it it wasn't it didn't it didn't sound friendly to me it sounded like if we hang out you might you know sacrifice me you know in order to live three more years I don't know how this shit works so it was it was enough to make me a not want to know any more about it at that moment because you've got to understand prior to this freedom the only other things i had heard were like metallica and a little bit of megadeth and even them i wasn't sure about because i I felt like if my mom found a couple of these covers because you know iron maiden and you know (laughs) megadeth covers and metallica's shirts were or pretty much out there in an in-your-face statement that I'm into some shit that you find gross. I mean, <laughs> all the skulls, which I love. I love skulls. I, yeah. I grew up loving skulls. I, I love Halloween. So it's like, you know, a lot of imagery that I don't mind, but my mom uh, fucking panics. You know, he's, he's going to worship the devil. <laughs> but, you know, I, I didn't, by the way. Um, it's just... So you don't have a chance to... So finally, you start to make friends that aren't part of your family, basically, when you start to you know really have a little freedom. And so I got introduced to some shit, like, pretty quickly. Like, Korn, Manson, you know, Rage Against the Machine. And, I mean, but Slipknot was just... Holy shit, Slipknot was crazy. Yes, when you, it was. When you never heard anything like that before. And, and I liked it. I finally, you know, I landed on, I liked it. I think I jacked my friend's CD for a, a while. Like, didn't steal it, just, he had it. I felt like he'd had it long enough, and maybe I should borrow it for a little while. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, maybe he you know, swapped out his CD with uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and that, that happened was... a lot, because Redbeard was the one who introduced me into Disturbed, Lincoln Park, Slipknot. I mean, I think the first, well, actually, I'm going to let you say what this track is, before I say what the first song I heard by Slipknot was, because I don't want to, you know... Oh, I got way off subject here, didn't I? <laughs> I, was, I was... Anyway, for a band to be that powerful, the song Snuff is this whole other thing. It's, it's yes. dark and melodic, and, and I can connect with it. Like it's, it's, It kind of felt like... I always felt like Slipknot's imagery was... Maybe I'm wrong, but a metaphor for covering up who you are even though they did it in a grotesque manner it was all like I'm, i could be way off here but the imagery that i took from it was that's what society expects us to do is cover up fall in line have a uniform set of clothing and 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 that was like a that on top of absolute anarchy 
all in one image. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was a weird juxtaposition, I guess you could say. Like, which is funny, because that segues into the next song. <laughs> well, the one song, the first song I heard by Slipknot was Wait and Bleed. Yeah. And it was funny because, like I said, Redbeard introduced me to this band. I remember at this same time, I don't know if this artist is on your list. I'm not 100% sure, but Mushroom Head. And no. <laughs> he, but, but he got me into Mushroom Head as well. But the thing is, I remember going back over, it's like, hey, do you have that Slipknot CD and Mushroom Head CD? I'd like to listen to it again. It's like, no, I got rid of them. I'm, uh, they're, they're, they're not good things to listen to. And, of course, I found ways to get access to what I, I was determined at that time. <laughs> he, opened a, he opened a door, and he's the only one that I knew at the time in the family that had that style, and I thrived for it. And then he immediately was trying to shut that, like, nah, you open that damn door up, we ain't done. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, the funny thing about Slipknot, so there's that image of, Corporate fall in line, being amped in the ant farm, and absolute chaos and anarchy all in one image. Mm-hmm. And they also had a song called Duality, which kind of also talks about that. I have a, actually have a tattoo, not that it's a slipknot reference per se, but more a metaphor because it's a moon and a sun in the same face. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really that's duality, is you, you really are two people. There's a person that I am with my family when I am vulnerable and I am calm and I am able to not worry. And I'm just, I'm in my castle. The castle's locked. The dragons are gone. You know, there's no storm. <laughs> there's no fires left to put out. It's just time to sit the fuck down and watch some fucking TV. With the and, Xbox that's on that's not getting played when your brother's sitting there like... shit? <laughs> I pay the power bill. Fuck you. If I want to have my Xbox on for no goddamn reason, just so I can feel its presence in the room, that's between me and my Xbox. I don't pay your bills and you don't pay my bills. It had nothing to do with your damn bills. It was more the fact that I'm like, hey, I'm going to jump on Xbox. Rambo's on Xbox. Hey, what you doing? Yeah, my wife did totally talk my ass this weekend. Posted like a good couple of minute video of me just snoring my ass off on the couch. What was worse? I didn't even know I was taking a nap at that moment. Like to me, I thought, close my ass for a minute. Then the room got quiet. Like they were waiting to catch me sleeping. And I look back over and they're laughing. What I did not know was that several minutes had transpired between me closing my eyes and thinking that the room had just gotten quiet. <laughs> I had no clue I had even fallen asleep yet. And I had been out for a good little minute. Oh yeah, that's that's the part that, that you, it really gets you fucked up because you're like, I didn't know it was possible to be so tired you could sleep and not know you had slept. <laughs> and I'm, I'm getting there myself as I get older. I get I, I, I never thought I would thrive for a nap. <laughs> like, I never thought in my time that I'd be like, you know what? And it's one o'clock. It's the weekend. Might go lay down in the bed, you know. It's like, oh, you're going to take a nap? Nope. Just going to lay in the bed. See, I, I got I to know... And anybody that listens, by the way, you know you can leave messages on this app, on the Anchor app, if that's that message, I mean the app that you're using. If not, we'll have to figure out a different way to contact uh, for if you have questions or whatnot. But um, for me, it's old school nap requires a sitting device. Like, 
Preferably a recliner. AKA or even a couch. The lazy boy. I swear I thought it was funny because I I never had one until my mom got access to one. I was like, hey, we got a recliner, y'all. Feel free to use it. Okay, no problem. When I if I get in that damn thing, I don't care if the house is on fire. I ain't moving. Yeah, I know. Like, I smell smoke. Like, there's a fire extinguisher in there. Hey, <laughs> hey, why are you in there? Why don't you make me a sandwich? I'll take some sweet tea, please. Man, but we were we got off topic again. We you did. were going into the next song. So what so, do you got? Duality. Duality. <laughs> uh, there was a song. Now this is the only Soil song that makes the list. Now Soil was cool. I actually got to meet the band a couple of times. Um, they actually come to... Uh, I was off the wagon in Montgomery at one point. Really? I got to, like, hang out with them and shit. Like, they were cool as fuck. Helped them load in, helped them load out. I mean, I was also working that night. But, you know, it was just cool to hang out with the band. Like, they were totally normal dudes. But uh, they have a lot of songs that I like. But the only song that I love is called Two Skins. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, it's like... Uh, it's that duality imagery again. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty badass. I haven't heard of that song by them. I know the first song, and the one song I really remember was Halo. Yep. That was one of my favorite. Well, and I can't Breaking say Me that, Down. I can't say it was one of my favorites because it was the only one that I heard at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that one and Breaking Me Down were like the two biggest hits that I think they had. Did he was he a part of another band, the lead singer? Because I well, swear I've heard of okay, him from somewhere else. So now I'm gonna mind fuck you for a second. The original lead singer. Now when I met the band, AJ was with him. He's okay. the one I think. He's not on. It's a, I think it's called Throttle Junkies. He's not on that one. He's on. There's like the newer albums. Okay. I have to go look it up, and I don't have. I can't do that while we're doing this because that's my computer that's recording this, <laughs> and I don't want to hear clickety clackety clickety clackety. While I'm all Googling something, because I don't have fancy microphones yet. So we'll just have to go with... The struggle is real, The sir. struggle. First world problems. Damn it, man. So, um, the original lead singer actually went and sang for Drowning Pool at one point. No. After their original lead singer died. God rest that guy's soul, because their first album oh. was killer. I loved it. it uh, I had to. I got my ass beat because <laughs> of that damn album. Bodies. <laughs> I, I got. The, I found it, and I was like, because you know that song was on Triple X. Yeah. And my mom, you know, remember it was the old Walmart. It was before we got a Super Walmart here. It was the old Walmart. <laughs> we walked in. I got it, and I was like, "Hey, I want this CD." And she was like, "Um." Let me look at it. She's like, uh, I don't think so. I was like, why? Because it says, I was like, Mom, aren't we all sinners? She looked at me, gave me the look of evil, and <laughs> I, I got the CD, but I also got that ass whooping for saying apparently something that I didn't understand, but, you know. <laughs> or maybe I didn't get an ass whooping. I don't remember. I think I just got a nice, firm talking to about why what I said was not really appropriate in a public location. <laughs> So, but I got the CD. I'm tearing away. (laughs) (laughs) No. Get down. Get down, do it. (laughs) Damn it, man. Now, there was a sad song that another band who also, it's funny how there was a bar in Montgomery a long time ago called Off the Wagon. Yeah, I heard about it. I discovered bands in weird sets of circumstances always surrounding this bar 
And this happened to be another one. There was a band rehab. And yep. <laughs> at the time, the only rehab song I'd ever heard was sitting at a bar. Bartender, and, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, and so I thought that was, they were more like a country band that kind of cut up a little, and I'm not a country fan, so I just overlooked them. Mm-hmm. Well, back at the same bar, I hear they're coming. I'm like, fuck it, what have I got to lose? It usually, it, it's something about that bar. There was a smell in that place. It was probably disgusting. But to <laughs> us, it was this weird home. I mean, I can't explain it. Like, there, they were to us what the War Eagle Supper Club is to Auburn in live music. Like, it just, I there was something about, I feel you, but there's something about <laughs> that, yeah, there's something about that bar and, and just this gross and dingy and kind of wet, weirdly. Like, it was not like that, but I'm saying, like, it almost felt like the walls were sweaty. Like, it was just it was, it was disgusting. But at the same time, there was nowhere else like it. And, and you, you wanted, like, it was weird to go to the, the other local bar that was in the neighboring town because it was a little more ritzy. I mean, not really, but yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. All newer shit, new freshly built stage, new this, new that. It was the new place. And yeah, it was cool, but it wasn't off the wagon. Off the wagon was just, so basically uh, you enjoy the used and played with and abused style of uh, locations. Kind of, but it's something about rock and roll that is dirty. It is You're dingy. Right. It You're is. Right. It's not supposed to be clean and nice and have like manners. You, you wouldn't listen to a go to a rock concert at an opera theater. And oh, I fucking up. would. Well, I'm saying like, what <laughs> that I'm would saying, be rock and roll as fuck. What are you talking about? No, I'm saying like going to where it's like all fancy, like the suits and ties, sitting down, oh, no, not saying a word. Getting me in a suit and a tie and rock and roll on the same, like Son not even bitch, at a you're wedding. the fucking point. <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, rehab. So, rehab. Um, as much as I love rehab, there's one song that that it hit me right in the balls. Like, I mean, I was like, whoa. I did not see this coming, and I hadn't gotten their albums yet. I'd only found a few things online, and it was like the song Bump, um, of course, Bartender, um, Graffiti the World, and there was one other one, like 1980, I think it was, the only ones I had found. So I had a kind of a feeling that they were more rap-related than anything. Well, of course, first concert... I'm hanging out around, like, the band's cool as shit, like, super fucking cool. And I ended up buying a rehab hat, which I ended up losing some. That was my favorite fucking hat, and it was fitted. Like, bought it at a concert. Oh, wow. Fitted, and it fit perfectly. Like, it, as weird as shit as my head is shaped, I usually hate wearing hats because, like, they'll fit. I have this kind of, like, it's almost like the front half of my head has been caved in a little bit. So, like, hats fit me weird as shit, and I hate it. But this hat was perfect. It was like a flex fit or some shit. Mm-hmm. But um, so I wore that damn hat everywhere. Well, I ended up getting all of their albums. This is back when you could, you know, still get good CDs because you had a CD player anyway, so you had a reason to have them. And um, I'd only use my MP3 player at work, so because it shit battery. Remember, like yeah, no <laughs> doubt. It only lasts a couple of hours. I know I so, had my battery at like 15% <laughs> by like 12 o'clock just listening to tunes doing my jobs today. 
So the song that hit me though was Red Water. Like he's talking about, you know, that this guy who's got everything. Perfect house, perfect yard, perfect wife, perfect kid, perfect everything. But he's laying in a bathtub because he killed himself. Wow. And it's like the the way the song is, it's from a perspective of a neighbor kid who is telling the story, but it's still it's just man, it just it's weird because you never know who gets affected by mental health. Mm-hmm. And and it can be the person that has everything. That's why I say that is the glass half full, half empty is a dumb question. It's what is going on in your life. <laughs> You're right. So Redwater hits number 72. Now, I struggled. I only wanted to get one. I wanted to only nail one Smashing Pumpkins song. And I, I just wanted one on my list because Smashing Pumpkins isn't an all-the-time thing anymore. I used to love them. But uh, the downfall to Smashing Pumpkins is after a while, Billy Corgan's voice will make you want to stab yourself. Just a little bit. <laughs> like, not like to death, but like poke a, like a, a really sharp pencil into your kneecap for a second. Like, just like, ah, oh, my ear, it hurts. <laughs> but the song that I remember having the biggest impact on me because they had their, they had some really good and they had some really weird, but unique. Like it's one of those voices that you can't argue. You understand that our listeners are looking right now is like that's one of the songs they're gonna say it's weird and unique. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying I gotta give him credit if nothing else because there's only so many bands that did it their way, had their own unique sound. You're absolutely and right. And there's no voice like their voice or that sound. Like, there's not... You can't replicate it. It just is what it is. And those are bands like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Ozzy Osbourne, like, the Deftones, Korn. Like, these are bands that have very unique sounds. Like, you, you will never find another person that sings like Axl Rose. Like, that's a very unique voice. Mm-hmm. You will never find anybody that plays guitar exactly like Slash. That's so a very unique singer, sound. we got to point out Peter Steele. Can't leave out Peter Steele. <laughs> Is Peter Steele in this conversation? I mean, I just brought him into this conversation, so yeah. <laughs> Typo negative, man. That's been I'm my not, jam. I'm not disagreeing, but uh, the song that always hit the hardest was Zero. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to put that on the list at 71. Now, 70 is an arena crowd favorite. I have heard this song covered almost as many times as I've heard the actual band play it. But if it, you can't have a rock list without Rock You Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions. <laughs> yes. I mean, that is such an iconic... It's It's just... You can you can hear certain things like you can hear the, the word hurricane and be like here I am or you can hear here I am and hear that goddamn song. Isn't in that your what head. we did when we worked together at Credit Central? <laughs> yeah, <fuck> yeah, dude. <laughs> we used to crack everybody in the office up, man, because we just have boredom and, and ignorance, I guess, and we're just silly bitches. I got that. I actually got one of Scorpion's album on vinyl, and this song is on that vinyl. Oh yeah, Very look proud. behind me. Vinyl collection. Look over there. I know. Turtle. I, I appreciated it when I walked in silently. Yeah, <laughs> see, I think right now, actually, I think I've got Ted Nugent double live on my LP player over there. Because um, I, I got to hear me some Stranglehold every now and again. And I hadn't heard it live. 
because there's just, oh, get me back into my talking about music again. The sound of a fucking record. I almost wish, I, hey, listen to me out there, and if for some weird reason more than 50 people hear this, um, can we not get the option, if they can have the option to buy vinyl of new albums, why can't we get the option to have vinyl recorded MP3 files so we get to ride in the car and get that, that hiss and that crackle and that pop? That would make me happy. I like, agree. Like, you can't give me a leprechaun and a rainbow and a pot of gold and a bag of potato chips as happy as you can make me with giving me vinyl to MP3 sound and get to enjoy all of that without only being able to do it at home. <sighs> that went on a ramp there, didn't I? No, well, I was just sitting here thinking, like, I wonder how many of our old-timers would, and not judge and saying it's all old-timers, I love vinyl more than any, the next guy, but how they how many of those individuals would ultimately appreciate that? Just be able to have, because honestly, when it hits, it brings back memories instantly. And it's not just a song you're listening to, it's a memory you're reliving and you're being a part of, and it just, it's completely different. It is, and I think that we've been robbed of having a tactile experience with our music. Like, don't get me wrong, I love that everything fits on my phone now. And I can appreciate the technology that went into creating this fucking index card with some weight to it that has a magical touchscreen and all these other fucking functions that it can do. It can do more shit than my goddamn computer. <laughs> yeah. And it can do just about more shit than anything I could do in a given day, including driving, going to the store. Like, there's so much fucking power in this little tiny-ass device, and everything's on it. I can literally get on my fucking phone, order dinner, order lawn care service should I want it, have my cars picked up, detailed, and returned home. Have your bills paid. Yeah, pay my all my bills. And and pick out a movie to watch on TV for the night. I'd be surprised if a phone in the future doesn't start popping me some goddamn popcorn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> holy right. shit. Like, you press some little buttons and, and you get like a little piece of chewing gum, but it tastes like your favorite meal. And it lasts <laughs> just long enough to make you feel like you had that meal. And it's all, I mean, I don't know. Willy Wonka might be real. I'm just saying. It's, just don't, it's just don't just, get the one with the blueberry. No blueberries. There is still, I, I miss it, and but it's it's weird that I want to have it because it's unnecessary, and I get that. You but understand I used to how love, many things are unnecessary that they have that people are actually purchasing? I know. It's, it's making a comeback because I think people are starting to realize... As seen on TV. Oh, my gosh. Well, well this is the problem with the phone. Is now now here's the, here's the flip to that quarter. Now, because I can order my dinner, I am now taking away part of being social. Yep. I'm losing the ability to communicate with other human and beings. And we get lazy. Lazy? You 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 don't... And, and I'm not saying that you're... If you want to eat out every night and you can afford that lifestyle, hey, good for you. I wish I had more restaurant choices where I lived. I could possibly be swayed to the dark side if there were just more fucking options. But I, I'm so damn tired of all the, of the few restaurants we have in this area. Mm -hmm. I would just rather cook anyway. I agree. Most of the food I cook is better than anything you can buy around here. And I can say that. And I can second that. With my hand up here like this. If there was a Bible in the room, I'd put it on it. 
Yeah, I will second it. But the point is, is that there there is a tactile need. We you I don't know how to explain it any better than this, but that I like pulling the physical record or the CD or the cassette out of its package. Putting it into its designated place, be it the record or turntable, be it the cassette deck, be it the CD tray, whatever. Or picking out your when they started to expand upon CD players and now you had a 10-disc changer. What 10-disc make the cut? Oh, yes. I mean... Or, Process of elimination. And then, and I don't know if you did this, and it, man, I went back and forth on how I did it, but CD books became something too. Like I have some that, like my better stuff would have the book sleeve on the one side, and the other side yep. would be like the little better quality slot. Like I always sleeve. had Lincoln Park in the front. <laughs> it was well, Lincoln Park, then the Jay Z Lincoln Park Collision Course, Fort Minor. Um, God, what was that? Dead by Sunrise, which was another band by Chester Bennington. Yeah, but after a while, man, my shit was like 300 discs mm-hmm. and alphabetized. And I, I stopped buying new CDs because I knew I'd have to redo the fucking book. <laughs> yep. Or then I got lazy, so then I would take new sheets, put them in the front, so all my new music's up front. I mean, but oh, and then it would get to me, and then it up tearing the whole damn thing up and <laughs> rearranging it. Yeah. So I mean, but there was just something about that, and it, it's yes, it takes up unnecessary space. Yes, there's you got to find something to do with the jewel cases. I mean, or or those sleeves. But I just think that little by little, these smartphones have taken away. For me, music was an escape. It still is. I could put headphones on even. If I was having a bad day and I was home and I was in my room alone and I didn't really want to be social that night, I could find a soundtrack that could put me at ease. Mm-hmm. I could find something to drift off into. I could find something to escape to. And it's something that I, I, I carry with me because there's been dark times in my life and having repetitively listened to those mu- you know, songs when I didn't have access. When I didn't have anything, I didn't have a way to listen to music. I didn't have a little device of some sort to bring for me music. I had it in my head so I could listen to these songs front to back in my brain. And it gave me something. Yep. So, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know, that's just me. But, you know, another one of those things was having the, the opportunity to see the band Kiss, Detroit Rock City. And there is no, you know, it, that song has to be on this list because it's, the song's kind of cheesy mm-hmm. in a way for, you know, being the older, you know, my rather younger generation than when that song was popular. But it is, it, it, you got to get down to Detroit Rock City, man. It's it's not just about Kiss. It's about the whole element of rock and roll that's a part of that. Like, there's shit that we missed out on because we were just born too late. We didn't get to enjoy Detroit Rock City in the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. We didn't get to see the Motor City madness of the Motor City madman Ted Nugent when it was insanity. We didn't get to be part of the Alice Cooper shock rock. We just didn't get to do it. Like It was already there when we came along. And, like, the talking time... about, and talk about Kiss, I know one thing. I would have loved to be able to watch them before and after the transition of their style. 
Like before the face paint, before the black suit. I think that was and always how it was in the no, very beginning. No, you talking about they're like the basement band when they were just Jufros. I mean, they had uh, tears are falling, heavens on fire. Um, the, in those videos, if you look them up on YouTube, there was no face paint. There was no all wearing. You might want to you might want to slow your roll, bro. I'm about to tell you something. They went paint-free for a little while after they were famous, and it about ruined them. Oh, really? They went through a fucking disco phase, man. Well, see, but what got me was hey, that... y'all did it. Don't don't be mad at me, <laughs> but I'll always make a little bit of fun with you in the back of my head, but you did give me, I was made for loving you, and you were yes. made for loving me, and I can't yes. lie, I love the shit out of that song. <laughs> uh, but what got me was that, see, I always knew Kiss as... God of Thunder, rock and roll all night. That and that image of what Love they gun. had, huh? Love gun. Yeah, that one's. But then that was on the previous and list. And then later, <laughs> and then later, I saw these other videos of Kiss, and the whole time I'm like, when did this happen? There's no oh, way this. They is went the same through people. some changes, man. Oh yeah, they went through some shit. They also each individually did um, solo albums. I know. I actually they have, were so low. But I have Gene Simmons' solo album at the house. I have Ace Freely's over here. So, but I like. I think that I have one. Ace Freely's and Peter Chris's, but I don't have. I don't have Paul Stanley's. I was about to say, do you know his name? I I like his song. Honestly, the one song on that album in particular was "Tonight You Belong to Me." On his individual, you would like that song, man. It's just this. It's weird when you're singing it to your penis, though. <laughs> Tears are falling. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny because so that what, leads into wait, number. Wait, wasn't that number sixty nine? That was number. <laughs> what an appropriate number to give that band. Because I'm right. pretty sure Gene Simmons and his incredibly long tongue has been in a few of those number-related sexual innuendo <laughs> jokes. <laughs> so number sixty-eight. How can you not love this song? More than a feeling, Boston. You're you're right. You, you, this has to be on the list. It does. It definitely. It goes. It goes back to. I start making jokes in my head when I'm writing this, and I might have verbally said it on the last one, but I haven't re-listened to it to to remember honestly. It was like weeks ago, man. I, I have a hard time. You can't remember what yesterday. you did five minutes ago. I'm not gonna remember this conversation. This is why I just really needed to do a podcast so I can just remember shit that I say. Because <laughs> like, he's like, "Hey, dumb. are you doing what? I, are you doing that?" It's like, "What are you talking about? What, listen to your shit talk. I mean, go listen to yourself again. You know, go listen." <laughs> did I make a list on my last podcast? I should probably go count that shit. Make sure I did it right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I mean. Boston is it goes so the joke is it's like I'm a time life. Remember those time life CD commercials? Oh my gosh! Like this time, time life brings you yes. <laughs> rock favorites like more than a feeling, Boston. And then like you'll hear the little clip of the song. Oh did, yeah, did dude. you did you watch that video <laughs> of some forty one when they did a parody of that one one of their songs? Uh, all to blame. No, nope. all to blame. <laughs> I missed that whole band. <laughs> You need to watch it. It's funny. But anyways, continue, my bet. It's all right. Um, so, it was there was a couple of songs here. I couldn't quite figure out the numbers, so I just started putting them where it looked like they fit. So it's either in it, the way that I did it. So, and I'll have to explain this. In it's a weird way, but say, say number fifty-seven. I wrote first. 57? Before I wrote, say... You mean... 67. Okay. 
And so that song, when we get to it, <laughs> was there. And so I had to think, okay, do I think this song is better than or not better than this song? And that's how I did it. Yeah, I mean, so, you have to. Now, I'm, that's a bad reference because I just realized number 57 and number 58 should be swapped. You mean uh, 67 and 68? Nope. I promise you I'm correct. Okay. I know that I'm still on 67. We haven't explained 67. <laughs> I was making but, sure we're on the same um, page. I, I realized now, re-looking at this, that this one right here is definitely better than this one right here. Yep. So, no, all right. So, anyway, my wife hates System of a Down. She really does. So, I don't listen to them very much anyway. But this one odd, kind of downplayed song a little bit, it, it, it was really good. And I liked it a lot. Like, to the point I've put it on several of my playlists and hidden it somewhere where it's like, ah, skippable. But if you're not paying attention, why not let it play? And it's Lonely Day, dude. Like, I just really like that song. Yeah, it's a chill one, I'll admit. And it's not because Serge isn't singing it. That's not why. Although, the goat videos of <laughs> the goat videos, <laughs> that song is like, wake up! And he's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That shit cracks me up so much, man. That shit's funny as hell. But yeah, Lonely Day had to make the list because it's just, when I start making rock-style playlists, I will inevitably grab that song and pull it over. So I couldn't just leave it off. Like, it had, but I, that, I can almost guarantee you there's not another System of a Down song on this list. <laughs> almost. I, I'm pretty sure. I, granted, I don't remember writing the list all the way like when well, i had to read back over and go yeah i agree with that <laughs> <laughs> obviously except for 57 and 58 which i could check i could have never said anything and just did that in my head and then spoke it reverse of what i was thinking and you would have never known um so this song just because it dominated mtv and it just gets stuck in your head like i don't even know that i really love this song as much as it's just jammed deep deep in there and I don't necessarily hate it. So, of course, if it comes on, you find yourself singing it, crying, Aerosmith. Yep. Now, tell me right now, you're not hearing crying in your head. I am. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that shit. And I, but also, I heard before that, Aerosmith crying on 95.1, The Fox, <laughs> which is our... New and old rock radio station from where we're from. So I heard that, then I heard Steven Tyler. Which is odd because there was a song that could beat that that would also get stuck in your head. <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult gave us Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, which my I gosh. can now never, ever, ever, ever hear again without also hearing I'm going to need more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> You know that goddamn video from Saturday Night Live where Christopher Walken came in? Whoa, I need you to explore the space. We don't have enough cowbell. I don't think you understand the level of cowbell I'm talking here. <laughs> I got a fever. <laughs> and the only prescription. Oh, shit. Brings me to number 64. <laughs> Basket case. Green Day. I don't know that I love that song as much as I love when the first verse kind of subsides for a second and you hear the boom by the bass player. 
and then clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> the drums kick in like <laughs> I listen to that song just to hear to that intro. <laughs> That's sad. So sad. But I can't it, it ain't nothing wrong with that. I can't tell you how many times I've actually played a song repeatedly just to hear that intro and that ending. For some reason the way you're about to talk, I thought you were about to say cool whip. Not cool whip. Cool whip. Why do you put the H before the W? I said cool whip. I said cool whip. Alright, say cool. Cool. Now say whip. Whip. Now say it together. Cool whip. Damn it. <laughs> so it's funny, I just said that's sad, that's sad. Didn't even realize. I, I know it's going to sound retarded now thinking about how this is going to sound with somebody else hearing it. Sad but true Metallica. <laughs> that really is number 63. Which is follow. Oh, well, I mean, that's Metallica. I don't even think I need to explain why. There's no need to explain the Black Album. That album well, was actually, phenomenal. I can give more significance to this one because this was the first Metallica song that I learned how to play on guitar guitar. Is it sad but true? Yeah, it really is. Sad but true. <laughs> but see, now, let me break that down for a second. It was... I started guitar... Hands are too big, pissing me off, couldn't play it. Following year, I got a bass. Fit my hands, could play it. Got decent at playing it. Got more decent at playing it. Thought I'd try to play guitar again. <laughs> Much easier after a couple of years of bass playing because I've developed calluses, I've gotten used to thicker strings, so my finger strength was there. So playing notes was just a matter of positioning at that point i had way more finger strength because i've been playing bass and it's much thicker strings especially a motherfucking acoustic bass why that's like playing with fucking like steel cable like hold like power line blah, 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 blah. <laughs> playing the power lines baby <laughs> oh thank you thank that's when uh-huh. a tree falls over the power lines it's just trying to hit a g chord <laughs> 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 fucking power cord trees and you see a couple of branches over <laughs> oh shit that's the G note faux show <laughs> so then another one back to iconic bass lines killing in the name of Rage Against the yes oh my gosh now there's a part of me that also hates this song cause inevitably through my band years we didn't play it <laughs> and when we tried it's <laughs> so nope. i could sing it with a couple of bands that did play it and that was okay but people would get confused because they would see me play with band a and i would sing said song then i would be back with band b doesn't play that song <laughs> but they see same lead singer guy and they get excited and they go and you go, I can't. <laughs> well, but no, I just saw no, you. They can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, for sure, that one is a love-hate song because on the top of me being in the car driving somewhere and you've got that right rock jam, just about the time you pass Baymanette, get through like Loxley heading down the Gulf Shores, and you pick up TK-101 out of Pensacola, and that's... That, that song could come on right then and I would just be like the only thing that would make this better would be like 75-ish degree weather and I'm in a convertible and the system is killer so that doesn't, the convertible part doesn't ruin the music. <laughs> like, oh, I got the song but I've only got these rattle, shitty rattle, little rattle, tweeters rattle, 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 and some rattle. bad, bad, broken up bass speakers in my doors that are just going <laughs> 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 and all I can hear is <laughs> 
<laughs> so system notwithstanding, um, it, it's just one of those songs, man. Like you, if it's not you having to be in it, and you can just fall into it, like just let it take you over. Like that's just one of those songs you can't help but. You kind of just have to rock a little when it plays. Like it's like it's one of those songs you can't sit still during. Like it's, I can't. It's like Hathaway's "What Is Love" when it comes on. Damn you it, gotta no. do, You gotta do the night the right very mood. <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> I think I broke the window again. Dad's oh. gonna be pissed. Now, it's odd to take it down a peg here. Like this is that weird drop where like the DJ suddenly plays something kind of sad but kind of rocky, so you can go buy a drink. <laughs> that's actually basically, the basically he gives you a break is what he's doing he's like alright have you ever you're noticed like you I, mean, I don't know how many times you've been in clubs but have you ever noticed like there'll be like dance song dance song dance song dance song slow song or like there'd be like a definite lull in the music where it's not upbeat people aren't dancing that's the DJ's cue to go buy drinks nice yeah I figured that out like I feel like a blind when I realized that I was like oh that's cold <laughs> I just thought maybe like the DJs just get sick of hearing bop 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 he needs a break like god I gotta pee I think it should be mandatory for DJs to put on elevator music right then or Rick Astley Never gonna give you up. Kill me. Never gonna let you. <laughs> Please kill me. Sounds like the, if you think about that song in reverse, like being a person receiving that information and being completely mortified, like, are you are you gonna kidnap me? Because <laughs> right now it sounds like you're going to kidnap me, encompass me in carbonite, leave me in your basement. <laughs> never gonna give. Never gonna give. <laughs> <laughs> and that kids is why you don't do drugs <laughs> or rickroll anybody so <laughs> number 61 is innocent by fuel it's been a long time since i've heard that song that's that one that starts out with satan you know where i lie it's like that real melodic song mm-hmm. oh dude there's some powerful vocals in that bitch and i would just that was my guilty pleasure song. Like, I would just be riding down the road with my windows up good so nobody can truly hear me embarrass myself trying to <laughs> sing that shit. Yeah, you couldn't not. Like, that was my... No, I can't let you hear this song in the car with me if you don't know that I do this kind of a song. Like, because this is my... I'm never going to do this on stage. This is specifically for car time. <laughs> this is for me and not I, for you. I know I'm butchering it. I don't need you to tell me that. <laughs> I'm well aware. Believe me. My rearview mirrors are going, please stop. <laughs> stop looking at yourself while you're seeing how you're seeing this. You look like an idiot. Like if the Koreans had bugged my car, they laughed their ass off. Los años todos. Listen, he's back on again. Listen to your butchery. It's so bad. He make a fun of Korean karaoke. No, you need to listen. Look his ass. Listen, listen. Free, uh, free Riri. <laughs> hey, stop crying. Because Ozzy says no more tears. Coming in at number 60. <laughs> oh, man. And that's another one of those. It's just that guitar alone, that unique-ass voice of his. Like, Well, another thing is the fact that <laughs> most pe- people, when you hear someone say Ozzy Osbourne, what's the first song you're going to think of? 
Crazy Train, for sure. Well, it's one of the first, one, one of the most popular ones. You wouldn't. Oh, that think... song is, but I mean, everybody uses that. I mean, I've heard it at baseball games, football games. But see, that's what I'm getting at is that, that but you don't hear No More Tears. Mm-mm. You don't hear uh, Mama, I'm Coming Home. Oh. Nothing really with. Uh, Black Sabbath. That was actually my battle was No More Tears or Mama I'm Coming Home. But the reason that I went No More Tears is that guitar, man. Oh, like there was nothing there was nothing quite like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were rock and roll bands, metal bands that were, were playing the shit out of it. But that... Ozzy's always had really good luck with having badass guitar players. I mean, you had Randy Rhodes who does who does this phenomenal work, and then you also get Zach Wild. I mean, yes. Black Label Society, fucking yes. Zach fucking Wild, and that motherfucker can shred. Yes, he can. And he was with Ozzy for a long time. I know. I remember watching the. Uh, that motherfucker looks like Sabretooth from the X Men movies. I remember watching the uh, on VH1, the 2005 Rock Honors. They had uh, Genesis, they had um, ZZ Top, and, you know, then Ozzy came out, and you saw Zach Wilde, and he was playing Never Gonna Stop, one of the oh, newer yeah. albums he had. Dude, it was just so funny. I mean, he Ozzy cracks me up. He sits there, holds the mic, smile on his face, sadistic looking smile, jumping up and down, goes over here to sing, then comes immediately back to the stand. But he's just, uh, it's awesome. Like, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, dude, seeing Ozzy, I got to see Ozzy, and then I got to see Black Sabbath. You know what, this is your house, but you can get the fuck out. (laughs) No, no, dude, it was like a reunion thing that they were doing, but I didn't know at the time that Black Sabbath was part of the deal. I knew that Ozzy was going to be there, because it was OzFest, but they just so happened to have one of these tour dates, they had like a, I don't know how many, but there were several of them where it was like, going to be both. Dude. Motherfucker, I, I am. I, this is real. Like these are the band members. Mm-hmm. This is. This was the the worst album I could possibly listen to growing up. I mean, this was bad shit. You know, are you listening to that garbage? <laughs> that music is the devil. <laughs> Me and Dad used to sit on the front porch when we were a kid, and we would just sit there and go through the whole Black Sabbath album, Paranoid, Electric Funeral. Oh, I remember uh, that War live Pigs. version. And, and I remember it always started, We're gonna do Paranoid! And I'm like, Fuck yes! <laughs> I don't even have any hair, but I'm a headbang. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bald bang. <laughs> bald enough. The only upshot... <laughs> the only upshot is, I don't have wet, sweaty hair whipping me back into the eye. <laughs> True. Because I've seen that. <laughs> or somebody be headbanging and they're like hair slosh into somebody's fucking drink and then now they're whipping alcohol shit on everybody <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> ah, yes 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 so to take that back down this song is just when I realized the lyrics to this song I laughed my ass off but it's I don't know if it's meant to be a joke or if Chris Cornell had just had enough of this one girl shit that he decided to write the ultimate 
breakup song and it's called getaway car it's a badass song it's audio slaves the band that does it you know but it, it basically is <laughs> settle down and i'll help you find a ride so you can drive on out of here <laughs> i mean those are not specifically the lyrics but i'm saying it's basically like I, i'm gonna help you i'm gonna put you in a car and send you on down the road Get the fuck out. (laughs) Bye bye. Listen to me. This shit is over. I need you to calm down. Put the knife away. Okay, seriously, put the knife away. We're talking. Put put the goddamn knife away. Listen to me. Put the knife away. Alright, knife's away. Uh, see that car out there? It's an Uber. Didn't I tell you to put the fucking knife away? Okay, you put, you're picking the knife back up now. Listen to me. <laughs> that guy out there is an Uber driver. He's not going to let you in the car with that knife, first of all. So let's just put the knife back. Okay, got the, okay in the in the drawer. Put, put the goddamn knife in the drawer. Listen to me. <laughs> I'm not taking this bit out long enough, you think? <laughs> yeah, but, but you, I, know, I just, you know, we're, we're on that comedian, though. Like, a great comedian would have let that go for, like, five more minutes. I can keep going. A, a better put comedian. The knife, listen to a me. A better comedian. <laughs> Wouldn't have done it at all. We're in a happy center. <laughs> Why did they call me shit comedy? That's <laughs> advertised. Um, okay, so this list has a lot of those stuck in your head songs. I don't necessarily like this artist, but this song, fuck you, Rod Stewart, Forever Young, <laughs> has come in at number 58. Forever Young. Now, that's the real 58. See, when I wrote it, I wrote the wrong number beside it because the next song is better than. In my opinion. I fucked up this order, so Forever Young is now officially number 58. (laughs) But that song, my God, that song will get stuck in my head. And then there was that damn movie, Mel Gibson. Every time you talk, I I see you singing it because it's stuck in my damn head now. Forever (laughs) Young. Forever Young. I hate you right now. I know. You're so welcome. You're so <laughs> welcome. I'll make it up to you, though. Now, this, I didn't want to, because I, I, the problem that I was having was I was realizing I could quickly make a top ten list of so many bands, and I couldn't just fill up a hundred songs of, like, ten bands and be done. That wasn't fair. Mm-mm. So I had to give just one to the band Alter Bridge. And I'm like, fuck, which one do I give it? Now, there is one song that I won't put on this list because if I listen to it, I will cry. And it's in memory of, or in loving memory of. Yes, I know why. Yeah, so that one will never make this list, even though it's probably my absolute favorite song in the whole wide world. I can't listen to it. It breaks me to tears Every time I'm talking about it, starting to get a little. I know I was I was there over at Dad's house the time that you played it. I'm not gonna cry. I think that's where it was just like it was like I know it was one door closing, but another door opened because I came to you and I was like, "Hey, bro, I know this is hard. I don't know what you've gone through, but guess what? I'm here." Yeah, my poor wife, man. I played that song like back to back to back for days. And she was just like, enough. I was like, I did not expect you to mourn like this. This is nuts. And I'm like, you don't understand. And But, uh, you know, I got through it. But I am i couldn't put that song on the list. Well, how about I go get a roll of tissue that we can blow your nose and wipe your ass at the same time? <laughs> so uh, I had to put a song, and I couldn't think of a better song than Broken Wings. Yes, that's a great choice. I like it. Oh, and I, I know like Metalingus is a badass song, but I can't think of that song and not think about Edge. Yes, <laughs> I, I was I was sitting here thinking, don't they have a song that was, yes. was on a wrestler? Yeah, 
This is a wrestler-free playlist, I'd like to believe. (laughs) So, post-Broken Wings, which I could talk Miles Kennedy for so long, but as I just glanced, we're already at hour 25. Yeah, we are. So, uh, this song, look, I'm glad you're here for this. A couple of uh, Black Fridays ago, we were standing outside of a, a GameStop waiting on our opportunity to get in to purchase discounted electronics of the Xbox variety. And yep. uh, we just busted out singing Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's like, even though I don't want to hear that song every day, you can't not listen if it comes on. You, then you, I find out... It's not out, just you can't not listen. You cannot just go through it and sing the song. Dude, how about to blow your mind? I just found out it's been covered by Pussifer. Stop. Fucking nope. playing. Not joking, dude. And it's I'm epic. looking I'm looking that up right now and I'm it's gonna on, say uh, it. I think it's on D is for Donkey Punch, the album or some shit. Wait a minute, hold on. How long but that album's been out for I a while. Know. I just How did we miss this? We missed it, man. Holy shit. <laughs> we are bad fans. <laughs> but uh my wife figured it out because I just recently made a playlist of nothing but my tool collection and then a perfect circle and Pussifer all on one playlist. So it's just Maynard. And I goes, there's a fuck ton of songs, man. So we've been, and all of a sudden, like, it, it popped across the screen. She goes, did that say Bohemian Rhapsody? And I said, hold on. So I went back, and sure enough, and we listened to it, and it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. So as much as I could talk about Queen, which I do, I do talk about Queen from time to time. I'm going to move it on into number but 55. But you can't do that yet, because you cannot bring up Bohemian Rhapsody without bringing up Wayne's World. Because yeah. every time I hear that song, I immediately go. What a headbang! I know. I immediately go into the Murph Mobile. <laughs> I'm sitting in the Murph Mobile, and I am singing this song. And then at the end, I'm like, "Pardon me. Do you have any Grey Poupon? <laughs> <laughs> it will be mine. Oh yes, it will be mine." Now number fifty-five comes in at a Is song. Is that it? Yep. All right. So at number fifty-five, um, there. Not a lot of people have a depth of ACDC songs, but this one's pretty widely known. But it's another one of those songs that when you hear it, it just gets stuck in your head. But for those about to rock, we salute you. <laughs> that song is fucking awesome. Now, from that point up, I, I back to the whole. I can make a whole an out like a whole list of songs by certain bands. Yeah, but I had to think about Jimi Hendrix. And what was his most iconic song to me? But because I was a big, big wrestling fan as a kid. When Hollywood Hulk Hogan became Hollywood Hulk Hogan instead Mm of the Hulkster, the Hulkamania. when When he went from the red and yellow to the bad guy in black, he came out to Voodoo Child, brother. And that was the first time I'd actually heard it. And I was like, what is this song? And I remember looking it up and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is Hendrix. (laughs) And then, you know, one big fan of Hendrix. Like there was a guy that I didn't even know this until this year. Stevie Ray Vaughan has a cover of Voodoo Child that is fucking epic. Really? It is a close second place to the original. Like if I had to listen to them both back to back, live... I would be happy to stand right in the middle and let it happen. Mm-hmm. And just walk away just feeling weird and fuzzy and mildly aroused. <laughs> <laughs> mildly. 
So from there we go to number fifty three. Now this band remind like every time I hear this band, I'm just I envision being on the river, being on the lake. It was our soundtracks a lot of times. There were just certain bands that were always around the boat. Like we were out on the water, pretty much guarantee Credence Clear Clearwater Revival's playing. And Born on a Bayou. That song is stuck in my fucking head. Born on a bayou. <laughs> and then you, you start you start singing it. My mama said, my mama, my mama said. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got all these damn Snakes references. Snakes don't really got paws. <laughs> if I say anything, I say it's his knee. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. Um, but honestly, that's I think that's good because like, you know, we talked about Godsmack a little bit, and we talked about the, you know, I was telling you about the first song I heard by them that I really was able to register, of course, was I Stand Alone. And a lot of people already heard about their other albums. Well, I did not. Oh, my Godsmack. Yes. Yeah, yeah I said Godsmack. <laughs> but uh, I remember watching The Scorpion King, and at the end, after credits, there was the video of Godsmack, I Stand Alone. But also... Going into the gaming world, that same song was in Prince of Persia, Warrior Within, on the PlayStation 2. So, I mean, that's one thing I love about gaming and movies and stuff, because that also is a tool used for you to get access to awesome tunes. Yeah, I, I remember... Like, I said tool. When gaming, on Google Play. when gaming started to rotate toward multimedia like the original xbox i think the ps1 would play a cd it would play a cd that's right but i think was it ps2 that you could start storing tracks on the memory cards i don't remember that okay but i do remember you could play a cd with the original xbox and if you had somebody that can mod and it may have been an original feature but i don't know that i just know that there was a buddy of mine that had one that was modded and it had like a bigger hard drive and that was the first time I'd ever seen somebody be able to rip a CD to a hard drive. And then he could play games and also play music at the same time. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever seen that. Well, the first time I saw it in live application was the Xbox 360. And I remember yeah. that I could take like whatever I wanted and I could pop it in the CD tray and you could put it on that background thing that was all trippy light movement and shit. Yeah. Or you could save it, you know, certain games would let you, like if, like if you were in a car driving, you could switch to your music collection and listen to your I music. I know, that was so cool. I think, did, couldn't we do that on Saints Row? Didn't we do that on that? I don't remember. I don't remember either, dude. It's been so long. It was one of them games. Anyways. But yeah, I mean that was that was such a cool feature because like a lot of times I didn't really like video game music that much. Like I remember having they might have one or two songs. Like for example, on Grand Theft Auto Five, they have one or two songs per station that are actually really good and you know, but the rest of it's like just random shit. Yeah, I used to ride around my radio off pretty much always. Yeah. Or I would listen to that one news channel that would just talk about hilarious shit. And there was, <laughs> yeah. I think there, and I, I can might fuck this, but maybe I just, maybe I thought this, but I could have sworn that one of the radio stations would play, like, the news would be shit you're doing. Like, if you robbed a liquor store, it'd be like, um, such and such store was just robbed earlier today by a white male suspect, or, you know, if you were Franklin, a black male suspect, whatever it was, you were whoever you were being. Yeah. It would, it would talk about it over there. It sped off in a red sports car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that. Something we need to check out. 
<laughs> now, we've only got two left on this list, folks. We're almost there. Only an hour and a half did you have to persevere to get 25 fucking songs told to you? <laughs> well, you put me and you in the same room. I, I'm surprised. I was th- thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to take all night of how long it took us to get through the first two. You shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm just saying you put us in a room with a microphone. By God, some shit's about to happen. Well, you see, a couple of years ago, I got to take my wife to New Orleans for our little anniversary, you know, pretty cool and we got to go to the tomb of marie laveau which happens to be one of my favorite ball beat songs man oh man <laughs> now i'm not even going to get into my love for vol beat i'm just going to leave it at if you don't like this band and you do like rock and roll just go give them a listen give them a good couple albums click around on a few songs they're a neat band and if you're an old timer who loves Hank Williams and you want to get see a knit listen to a different style, Volby has a cover of "I'm So Lonesome." What was I could cry? I could cry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I had a and I, I had a want to be with it. you. Yeah, and they have a cover of some other music that I was gonna say, and then my brain was like, "Nope, <laughs> I'm gonna make you sound stupid on it." Yeah, it's getting close to your bedtime. It isn't is. It? I'm old. I'm so old. Um. But yeah, man, Volbeat's pretty sweet. You, you, you introduced should... me to Volbeat. I did. I did. In yeah. fact, the other night when we took my oldest son to his first concert, there was a guy walking around in a Volbeat shirt. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. What was that song on that, the first song? Still Counting. Me... No. Oh, well, that one, but that's not the first <laughs> one that me and you listened to. It was the Mirror and the... Mirror and the Reaver. Mirror and yeah. the Reaver, yep. Devil and was... a Blue Cat song. Um, that was kind of... Counting the... all the assholes in <laughs> the room. My little boy used to sing that all the time. <laughs> Oh, that was funny shit. He was just riding him. Like, we didn't really censor him if it was music, so we'd let him sing, and he would love for that song to go on. I loved it when we all had to get together. We had so many people, then all of a sudden we would purposely play that song. It was like, everybody, listen to this. And then we would play it. <laughs> Asher would just start singing. <laughs> he couldn't help himself. <laughs> and then uh, my, my final song for this list, number 51. I told you guys I love Tom Petty. Free Fallin'. If that song, yeah, that's one of those songs I learned how to play on, on acoustic guitar. Like one of the very first acoustic guitar songs was Free Falling. And I've always loved picking it out. Like if I'm sitting around just goofing off, like I will typically strum that just because it's fun. Gives all my fingers something to do for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. That sounded dirty. <laughs> <laughs> just for a few minutes. Just the tips. But yeah, guys, quick recap. From 75 to 51, we've got House of the Rising Sun, Animals. Snuff by Slipknot, Two Skins by Soil, Red Water by Rehab, Zero by Smashing Pumpkins, Number 70, Rock You Like a Hurricane by The Scorpions, Detroit Rock City by Kiss, Kiss! <laughs> More Than a Feeling by Boston, Lonely Day by System of a Down, Crying by Aerosmith, Don't Fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster Cult, and give me some more goddamn cowbell. And if you want a good cover of that song, you need to listen to him's version. Yes. It is, yes. it is, wow. Yes! Yes! <laughs> uh, number 64, Basket Case, Green Day, Sad But True, Metallica, Killing in the Name of, Rage Against the Machine, Innocent by Fuel, No More Tears, Ozzy, Getaway Car by Audio Slaves, Broken Wings by Alter Bridge, 
Forever Young, Rod Stewart, Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen. For those about to rock, we salute you, ACDC. Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix, Born on a Bayou, Credence of Clearwater Revival. Marie Laveau, Volbeat, and number 51, Free Falling, Tom Petty. Did I blow your mind? You absolutely, absolutely, like I said in my last, I did better in Spanish than English, so my pronunciation is shit. I understand. But that last one you pulled out, I know I'll listen to, uh, you actually look at this video, uh, Jimmy Fallon goes on and, you know, he'll do like first drafts of songs, and there's a video of him and Kevin Bacon actually doing like a you know, it's a comedy thing of the first draft of songs. And the whole song is focused on Kevin Bacon repeating the fact that this girl loves horses. <laughs> she loves horror. Says yes, she does. <laughs> but look it up. It's funny. You'll get a laugh out of it. And also, just for the purpose of breaking up SNL, just because I wanted to have something unnecessary to add to this. Saturday Night Live has these skits of Celebrity Jeopardy. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> you should watch them. <laughs> I'll definitely check it out. I've seen it myself. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. We had a lot of fun. Uh, an hour and 38 minutes plus worth of fun. My wife's going to kill me. So, <laughs> I'm going uh, to have to go ahead and get out of here for the sake of your the wife fun. kills you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is my side of the bed cold, Michael? But uh, be sure to check out, check us out even more. You know, we got the uh, mega project we're working on. If you have any questions for any of us, you can email us at the Omega Project TCO at gmail.com. That's the main source that we're using right now for all these mini series we're putting together. Um, yeah, don't forward. forget to tune in to Smashing Moments. Yep, Smashing Moments. I'm doing another one. We're right now we're going through uh, taking a walk down memory lane of my top games of the consoles I've used, and also of course check out my wife's a queen in a queen's insight. Hope she doesn't <laughs> hear that part because of the fact that I fucked that up all the way, you know. But yeah, Queen's Insight, you can find us on Facebook, Spotify, Google Podcast. I mean, we're out there now. <laughs> well, we have definitely uh, ate up some time tonight. Yeah, I, I didn't expect to go this long, but when you get to goofing off and having fun. Is this the longest you've ever gone? <laughs> I see what you did there. And, yeah. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Uh, you know, by the way, we're on multiple podcast outlets now. So, uh, Google Podcast has us, iTunes has us, Spotify has us, uh, of course, Anchor.fm has us, Breaker, Stitcher, Radio Podcast. Yeah, so I mean, wherever you guys get your podcasts at, feel free to look us up and share us from there as well. All the positive feedback, uh, feedback, <laughs> all of the positive feedback we have gotten lately has been truly inspirational, and we know that we made the right move to give this thing a shot so thanks for tuning in you guys have a good one and until next time peace peace